This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Blood Red podcast. I'm your host today, I'm Connor Dunn, and I'm joined by three wonderful and excitable journalists. I think maybe two or three of them are. Anyway, Ian Doyle, how are you? Not excitable. But I'm okay. Good. Yourself? Well, excitable. Stupidly excitable right now. Theo Squires, how are you? Bit tired, but excitable. <clears throat> I can get some energy going. Celebrate the win. Yeah, definitely. Good. And Joe Rimmer? Yeah, I'm, I'm excitable enough. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. See, told you it was two out of three. Did you come straight from school, by the way? He's not wearing a tie, so he's not wearing a tie. Yeah, he's, he's on his day off. Sir, yes, sir. Ian Doyle, you were at the game at mm. Anfield yesterday. Liverpool won 2 0 against Manchester United. It felt big. What did you make of it? Well, it should have been more than two, shouldn't it? They should have won by a lot more. They shouldn't have had to to withstand a little bit of United pressure those last 15 minutes. Certainly the spell that the... I thought United played quite well in the first 15 minutes, actually. But then once Liverpool got to terms with what they were trying to do, I know Solskjaer said before the game that United found a nice way of playing against Liverpool. Well, that nice way is uh, three games now. United have won no games, so... Not that nice. It's very nice. Yeah, very nice for all everybody else, apart from United fans. Um, But yeah, but after that first 15 minutes, you know, the rest of the first half, Liverpool were very good, scored the goal through Van Dijk, very close to getting a second one through Van Alden. That would have been a great goal had that been allowed, although that was rightly offside. For me, Firmino's goal was wrongly disallowed. I don't think it's a foul by Van Dijk on, on De Gea, but I'm well aware that I'm of a certain age whereby... You know, I don't really believe that when you go near a goalkeeper, it's automatically a foul. But you know, football these days, it tends to be. Although I think Van Dijk did just about everything he could have done to not foul him by keeping his hands down. I mean, I'm not sure what else he, he can do anyway. So uh, then the second half, start of the second half, Liverpool for 15, 20 minutes. You know, Klopp said afterwards, he said it was brutal the way that they played. Well, it, it almost was because what they forgot to do was score at the end <laughs> of it all. I think Henderson came closest, didn't he, with the, you know, that shot that De Gea... Another good save from him, as he always tends to do against Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Um, And then, you know, Liverpool just did what they tend to do this season, whereby almost every game they play is just, you know, having to report on them. You know, you're you're writing stuff towards the end of the game and the game's in the balance and it just seems to be so many games this season where they've just, it's been difficult, not because there's anything that they've particularly done badly, it's just the way that it's been. You look at so many home games, you know, Everton in the Cup, uh, even if it's in the five-two, but four-two, there's still it, it's, things could change. You know, Brighton games like that where it's been very, very close towards the end. Uh, Wolves recently, Sheffield United. You know, they, they've all been like that, which I think has helped Liverpool, which is what saw them over the line, and they were able to then run away. And Salah scores his goal, and Alison Becker catches him up after a, after a great assist. So, bottom line is United are pretty terrible. Liverpool were pretty good for the most part of the game and thoroughly deserved the win. It could have been three, four, could have been five. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll expand on all those points in a minute. But Joe, I just want to touch on what Doyley mentioned there. And it was an interesting question I think they asked at halftime, actually. It was soonest to Roy Keane. He said, how does Van Dijk jump more fairly? Why Why is that goal disallowed? It, it just seems stupid. I thought it was interesting that it, it was VAR. I haven't had a look at it. They, they disallowed it then because the referee obviously didn't yeah. see anything wrong with it. Um, personally, I... I you you clearly just are not allowed to jump with the goalkeeper, are you? That 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 is the way they see it. And, well, and actually, I, Burnley, I, Burnley can do that. All yeah, the time. yeah. But but I, I, against United, which they showed. I disagree. He jumped with him fairly. He didn't, you know, he didn't push him. He didn't throw an arm or anything like that. He didn't impede him. He just jumped with him fairly, and the goalkeeper dropped it. Um, I almost think if that was in a packed box, 
in my it might have been given. Yeah. But because it was like they were you know they one were on together one. one on one outside just outside the pack box. It, it I don't know. I, I didn't agree with it. I think it should have been a goal. Um, you know I think. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because United afterwards, I think Solskjaer was saying, oh, you don't need VAR to see that that was a foul. But I think if if it had been the other way around, they'd have been going absolutely berserk about it. So, yeah, to me, it was just, it was a goal all day. But it's a shame Liverpool didn't didn't get that one. It was, you know, the, the Wijnaldum one was just offside, wasn't it? it was it, You know, he was offside, but it, it was very close to being a really, really great goal. Um, just could have put the game to bed so much earlier. Yeah, they, they? they could have done... Obviously, Salah missed that chance in at the start of the second half, which he just totally miskicked it. Kicked it. I think he kicked it into his own yeah. foot. So, you know, we don't see him do that very often. It it was absolute domination. I thought it was funny afterwards, Solskjaer saying that, um, yeah, that they'd figured out a way to play and that they were unlucky. And I've seen a few people saying Solskjaer did well, but to me, you know, he, he was very lucky that Liverpool went 3-0 up at half-time and went 5-0 up after 70-odd minutes. And then, yeah, Martial has the chance that he blazes over. But, you know, yeah, if, that, that. if that's a good game plan, just relying on, on blind luck to get, you out of, um, yeah, yeah. to get you out of situations, then, well, then that's just crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, good, good luck to you, basically. Yeah, good, yeah, but it was a great performance from Liverpool. And I don't think anything should take away from that. I, I thought they were, they were dominant. Um, the, the 10 minutes after half time was just thrilling it was just relentless um, I thought Jordan Henderson was outstanding Virgil van Dijk outstanding Wijnaldum outstanding uh, the front three just total pests at all times it, it was great yeah. yeah I'm happy you touched on Henderson and Wijnaldum there to be honest because Theo I think obviously there was a big disparity in the way Liverpool and Man United played yesterday but I think the massive massive difference told in the midfield just talked to me just about how good Wijnaldum Henderson and to a lot of extent Oxford Chamberlain as well I thought they were all excellent yesterday It's one of those where the Liverpool midfield they just get better and better every week but it's, if you're not looking at um, their actual performances for 90 minutes you might not be able to see it if you're judging it on goals and assists but Henderson right up until the last minute he covers every blade of grass Gino and Adam we were saying earlier in the office you just can't get the ball off him he's so strong yeah. it's incredible I've never seen a player keep the ball like Gino and Adam. it's incredible <laughs> and then you had um, Oxlade Chamberlain he's having a little spat when he's been substituted because he just wants to play he wants to keep going and they've always had that desire and Henderson he's just getting better and better every week I think it was um, was it Kiever who tweeted that he's making up for 13-14 he's like a man possessed at the mm. moment and it's just brilliant to watch like you look at um, we've all grown up seeing United as this team you fear they've got these intimidating figures oh not all of us <laughs> not all of us three or four of us <laughs> they've got these intimidating figures they've got the real leaders that you fear and you think you're going to play them home and away you're probably going to lose you might win the odd game but they're going to win the league title and now it's just completely on either foot Jordan Henderson is growing as this captain more and more every week and who in this Liverpool team don't you fear at the moment they're just so imposing so intimidating yeah. It's been seven years since United won the league. I think people forget it's that. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just because it feels like so short time ago, doesn't yeah. it? It's, just, it's a weird kind of, because they were just relentless all through the bed 2000s, basically. But yeah. I know, Doily, you were very impressed by one Ginny Winald on yesterday, mm. weren't you? Yeah. You know, I, I, recently, I think, certainly since he's come back from his the injury that he suffered where it meant that he missed the two games out in Qatar, he's been fantastic. It's interesting, I thought, that both Henderson and Alden played well when you had Fabinho on the bench. It's almost <laughs> like they were looking to say, oh, hang on, right, this, things might be changing very soon. So 
No. The point about um, Oxide Chamberlain is that he got a knock, didn't he, on his ankle? I think it was Williams caught him, and he, he, he right on the touchline, he'd hurt himself. So I think they made the decision there just to sub him. So maybe he thought it wasn't that bad, and he could run it off. That's why he was he wasn't happy. But you know, what Liverpool play wouldn't want to be out there playing at the moment. You want to be out there because you know, it's not just that they're winning games, but it looks like they're enjoying it as well. It looks like they're just, you know, how can you not enjoy it if you've won yeah. 21 of 22, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, 64 yeah. points. But going back to Juan Alden, he just, um, he's turned into, at the time when he signed, I was one of many people who thought, you know, decent player, but where's he going to play? And of course, the answer's been everywhere. You know, he's played centre-back at Brighton, he's played yeah. up front at Barcelona, and now he's playing in this kind of role where it's interesting that him and Henderson and whoever the third def- uh, midfielder, sorry, has been, since Fabinho's been out, they've almost at times taken turns about who's going to be playing the slightly more attacking role. Mostly it's been Henderson who's been the defensive one, but now and again he's been you know, bomb, bombed on and stuff like that. But with Van Alden, he just seems to... When he gets in the zone, you can't stop him because you say he's very good at, at, at uh, protecting the ball. He's very good at going off and getting the ball because he's so strong as well. And I reckon his pass percentage in terms of completed passes must be higher than... Almost everybody yeah. else, because he so rarely loses the ball. And as I, as we both, me and Joe, just said before, if that goal goes in for the, the team you know, it was, it was it was just yeah. everything, of, everything about it. So good, isn't it? But that that sums up that is the long ball direct team that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer <laughs> thinks that Liverpool seemingly are. I mean, that's slightly unfair because I think we we spoke yeah. about this. It's slightly unfair because we I think it's. It's as Joe is about to say, going to let you say it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think he meant it as a compliment, and I, I think he he genuinely did because. I, I don't think, first of all, I don't think all managers, when they say direct, mean just lumping it long. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they mean direct as in, as soon as they get the ball, they're looking towards goal. You know, whether that be through a a chip ball, a cross, passing. I don't don't think it necessarily always means a long ball. But but Liverpool can play the ball long and and they've developed, haven't they, from the team two seasons ago, which was electric in attack. But I think was a lot of pace, was a lot of, was a lot of trickery. Whereas now they can cross it from deep. They can cross it from the, the byline. They can they can chip it over the top. They do a bit of everything and they do a bit of everything so, so well. I think Jonathan Northcroft tweeted earlier uh, some stats and their best long passes in the league, second best short passes and their best, I don't know, something else. But it, 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 it's a really good tweet. So you should go and have a look at it. But... <laughs> I didn't do it Please just go and then. see this tweet. Yeah, go, go and have a look. If you don't follow Jonathan Northcroft, follow, follow him. And, and He's a really nice tweet. bloke as well. Yeah, nice yeah. Bloke, yeah. And um, I, I just think I think Solskjaer meant it as a as a compliment, and I think it should be taken as a compliment because Liverpool have just got so many ways to hurt teams, and United couldn't deal with it. Whether it was on the deck, whether it was in the air, they just had no answer for it. And, and just quickly, I, I, quickly on Henderson, because I, I, I just want to say there was a moment in that game which my absolute favourite moment is it his was pass? no when, when, when he, he was in like down? he's chasing yeah, yeah. and the, he yeah. was in like a footwear and so on. And what I love about Henderson when he runs as fast as he can, he sort of does that thing where he, his like, head, head goes, goes back, yeah, yeah. and you can see him really trying. And he and honestly, the pace on him to get forward and the engine on on that lad, just unbelievable. Uh, he's he's just. As fit as you'll, as fit as players come, and he he, he stormed up the pitch. That's his bad gate, just, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, terrible mm, gate. Never signed but him. It was it was absolutely brilliant, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I bet Ferguson regrets saying that now because it was just he, he just keeps proving everyone wrong, doesn't he? And I love that. You mentioned Liverpool's pace. I think what Liverpool have got as well is 
the pace in terms of the speed of thought. Yeah. Where they don't just move the ball quickly because they can run quickly. They just move it quickly because they know where everybody is. And that comes from two things. That comes from the fact that they've played together for so long that they know where each other's going to be. Second thing is because they actually believe in what they're doing and they obviously have to because it's proven so rewarding over the past 12 months. I mean, what's that now? 39 games unbeaten. There's only is it yeah. only three in the league that is sorry. There's only three teams in history you've had more. Arsenal, Chelsea's forty, Chelsea, Arsenal yeah. forty-eight, and Forest. Sorry, Forest is forty. Arsenal beats Forest. Sorry, that's it. We're just doing prim- um, top. It's division. just just yeah, top just, just top five. Top five. Yeah. It's it's Arsenal and Nottingham Forest definitely. And who was the third one? It's Chelsea, Chelsea isn't it? Yeah. Is it Chelsea forty, Forest forty-two, Arsenal something like forty-eight, yeah. forty-nine, yeah. fifty something like that? But. It's just like Liverpool haven't lost a game in the league for more than a year now. Mm-hmm. And they keep part of the, re- well, the main reason for that is that I saw somebody said something, one of our former colleagues put a tweet out basically saying Liverpool have been great, but everybody else is basically rubbish. I can't remember a worse Premier League uh, in terms of standard. But hang on a minute. Four team, all the teams in Europe have got through to the, the knockout stages. I mean, you're not telling me Wolves, for example, who Liverpool are playing on Thursday, which we'll get on to later on. Have you ever seen a better Wolves team? No. Is the Leicester team better than the one that won the title? Probably, yeah. Our Man, our Man City, one of the best teams ever in the Premier League. Yeah. So there's three things that they, they haven't really, you know, people haven't had to come up against before. I just think that because if you take Liverpool out of the league, would anybody be complaining about the standard of it? Be really tight tories. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people. They might say Man City haven't quite hit the heights, but I think part of the reason for that is because Liverpool have been so relentless that. The minute something goes wrong for City now, they're thinking, oh no, look what happened against Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see how they react to that because they've got Sheffield United away next. That won't be easy for them. Leicester won seven games in a row in, in, in the winter, didn't they? And, yeah. and, and you think, if it's such a poor league, how is how a team is able to go and win yeah. seven games? They're, they're obviously a very good side. It's like any league. There are some teams that aren't as good as others. Yeah. I mean, the, the ones that are struggling at the moment, they are struggling for but a the, reason. But there's no one. There's no Derby County 08, is there? You know, the ones that, that just totally cut adrift with five points. You well, know, even that, Norwich, but yeah, they play yeah, good football. They play good football. And they beat they City. City yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, that is very unfair, really. I think Liverpool have just set such a high standard that if anyone has a little wobble, it looks yeah. almost worse than it is, isn't yeah. it? You know, City draw they, a game and, and you, you can't afford to draw a game They anymore. just demoralise everybody else. Yeah. It's what City did a couple of years ago. I mean, I think yeah. uh, Brighton saying Liverpool are far, far further ahead than City were at this stage of that season. In fact, yeah. was it the 23rd or 24th game where Liverpool beat City? Yeah, well, they, they, they'd beaten City by now. Was sure. it by now, I think yeah. so, yeah. I'm sure it was... No, I think, sure the, I think, the, just I think it might that. be the next game. Is it? Yeah, because they drew, cause they drew yeah. with Palace, didn't oh, they? Which is well, Liverpool went past City's record well, then. This so. Liverpool team, they can finish the season by matching United's treble winners, matching City's Centurions, Matching Arsenal's Invincibles. The only record they can't, you'd imagine, not beat is the Chelsea defensive one from Mourinho's first season. Mm. And even then, they're only, think, one goal behind that at the moment. So the way they're going at the clean sheets at the moment, just keep Joe Gomez and Van Dijk there. They're getting clean sheets every week. They might have a, a very slim chance of breaking that as well. It's just an incredible team to see. But they're making it normal. And it's sort of, it does justify Klopp's decision in the summer. He said, this team deserve another year together. That's why he didn't go out and sign anyone. And fans, they, they always want signings. Like we're in January now. They want signings. They want to see the squad strengthened. But Liverpool players always find a way to rise the levels and get up again. Like How many times have in the past have we seen, like when Fabinho came in, oh, that's when Alderman out the team, or that's Henderson out the team. That's just an example there. And they just keep going in strong. How many teams do you think they're just going to win every week? Like, yeah. You go looking at it now. It's not if Liverpool will be invincible, because you can't really have that debate. 
but you're looking not when are they going to lose the next game when are they going to draw the next game it's incredible to be fair, yeah. that's what you thought of City. I still think that's City now, to be honest, even though was it, they've yeah. drawn three and lost five or something, so there's eight yeah. games where they haven't won. Because that's what the sign of a very good team. That's what United don't have, as you mentioned before. They don't have that kind of fear factor or that expectation. And it takes a very, 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 very long time to get that back, as Liverpool have discovered. Because this is probably the first time since the 80s, as someone who's old enough to remember, where... Liverpool went into games and everybody was just expecting them to win practically every game. There'd be some games that'd be tougher than others, but everyone went, okay, there's Liverpool, they're the benchmark. Liverpool are now the benchmark. Yeah, so I just want to touch on a couple of things that we've mentioned over this last little period. The first one is the fact you mentioned to me the other day, Theo, on, when you were doing the blogs. Darren Bent saying, you just mentioned Jordan Henderson's fitness. He's the only player that Darren Bent has ever known to be pulled out of training because he's working too hard in training. And they say, what do you say? His heart rate was too have high, a heart attack if he carried yeah. on working as hard as he was in training. And it's just a ridiculous, you know, thing about Henderson and his relentless work rate. And you see it on the pitch every single week. But I just thought it was just so interesting. I just wanted to mention it. It's just crazy. Just reading the replies, obviously Theo's written a piece on Henderson this morning and how well he's capping the team. Read some of the replies. People, people say he was rubbish two years ago or whatever. Just... Oh, Go away. I mean, it's just it's, <laughs> but it's stupid, isn't it? I mean, like, all right, yeah, there are a few people saying I told you so now. But so so we all should say I told you so because yeah. he, he has been a good captain for Liverpool. He's always put this sort of work rate. And you, and you look at it now and he's surrounded by an ever-improving team and, and he's shining Still, even more. Yeah. You know, and Fabinho gets injured uh, two months ago. And Henderson just Henderson drops back again. In the league. Brilliant yeah. again, yeah. Earlier in the season, we were talk- we were raving about how good he was further forward. No doubt he'll now move a little bit further forward again once Fabinho comes back into the side. And he'd be great again. He, he was always a good player. He just had a lot of expectation on him and, and people like to blame him for all of Liverpool's issues. So, uh, you know, reading some of the responses, people just need to give their heads a rattle. It's just madness. And if you get his first season, they still went to two cup finals. Yeah, mm. playing right wing? Yeah. yeah playing yeah. right wing? You know... I'd, He's, he's always sorry. I've, is this I'm, your phone? By the way, he's supposed to turn it. He's yeah. supposed to be professional. It's graceful. Um, he is, isn't he? He's he's always been so committed, and you know it, it doesn't. It's not just going to be sweet to watch Liverpool lift the title. It'll be sweet to watch Jordan Henderson. You've mentioned this last time. No, I, I love it. I love, love watching him. Every fool who ever had to go at him now has to watch him lift the Champions League yeah. over and over and over again. And I again. can't wait. Do you think, they'll, make, do you think the they'll still be Liverpool, those Liverpool fans remember at the time saying, oh, it doesn't really count if I watch Henderson win the league? Because I've had people tweet that to me really? in the past. Yeah. Well, and what makes it even sweeter as well is these same fans, assuming they're England fans, they could watch Jordan <coughs> Henderson lift the Euros in the summer as well because Kane's out. He's well, you could have a Liverpool England. treble, you yeah. could have the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. We're just watching yeah. him dominate The problem everything. you got there, though, is that while you two are obviously from other parts of the country, most people in Liverpool don't care about England. No, I know, but... <laughs> the critics of the football <laughs> thing is Henderson particularly, yeah. isn't it? He will be yeah. the one that lifts that yeah. trophy if, if yeah. they do win it, and it I, will just. And I'm so pleased for him because, yeah. like, like you said before, the, the work he puts in and it's ridiculous. They yeah. haven't won it yet, though. No, they haven't. Oh. He, but he never, he never, <laughs> but he they never complained. Did he? He never hit Can't back. You wouldn't know that my or, celebration yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he never hit back or wrote a book or anything like that. He, he never like be good book. Felt the need to 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 sort of. To even like come out and say, I believe in myself. He just got his head down and carried on working, and yeah. it's great. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And while we talk all the talk about Jordan Henderson, what is really interesting is Fabinho obviously came back onto the pitch, and Wijnaldum, Henderson played really, really well. You have your more attacking midfielder in that holding position, but Ian, what, to, what does Klopp do? Does Klopp put Fabinho straight back in? He's obviously a world class player, but he's going to have to change that midfield 
Well, he just does what he did at the start of the season, which was just chop and change. There was games where Fabinho didn't start, Sampton away, Villa away. Uh, there was games where Henderson didn't start. I think there was a big one, wasn't it, which I can't quite remember. There was obviously some games where Wan Aldum didn't start. I love, to be fair, he's the one that tends to stay more than any of the others. And then you've, you've not, we haven't even mentioned James Milner, who only a couple of weeks mm. ago was being seen as, you know, mm. the talisman, you know, the veteran. He signed a new contract, be great. He's not been seen for a few weeks because of his injury. Naby Keita was making his nice comeback when he scored against Bournemouth and did well in another game. And now, then he got injured again. And then, Just you know, quickly, then, 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 then we'll start about Milner. We saw this the other day, didn't we? His injury record is absolutely impeccable. If you haven't seen it, he's only ever missed six games in a row for his whole career. That's the longest spell he's had. It is crazy. This might be his longest spell out ever. He's only been out for two, three games. No, uh, well, exactly. Mm. Wasn't it a fractured foot or something as well? And he came. If he missed a couple more games, it'll be his longest spell out of the game ever in his whole career. It's probably no coincidence, though, is it? You know, like you look at the way he looks after himself. And he's always been a model pro, and you know you see the little, even just little videos that you see him on Instagram putting, put he's out running in Dubai, putting the work in. Yeah, it's, it'll be no coincidence because I bet his his diet must be absolutely spot on. He doesn't drink he either. Doesn't does drink, he? Never, Ribena never has done. But but I doubt he even drinks Ribena. Probably just drinks water, doesn't he? Because he's yeah. such a pro. I, I bet it's no coincidence why he's, he's hardly had any injuries. I'm not saying someone who's injury prone or probably treats themselves badly, I mean, but it's no coincidence. Yeah. That he's he's so good. I've I mean, got a James Miller story actually. It's, um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I did a train in a minute. Does it involve Bolton? No. Okay. Ah, well, no. you can right. tell okay. it. <laughs> I did a, a training session and a Q and A with Stuart Pearce a few years ago. Um, it's like it was part of a uni project thing. So, haven't any views? You got to do this, and it was just after he'd been like England under twenty ones manager, and he was talking about all these players he'd had in that squad in that age group, and he said he wrote down how many England caps they'd get, how he rated them all. And he got most of them spot on, but he didn't think Milner would get any because you're just doing it on talent then. But that's another one like Henderson, that work rate, that right attitude, how far it gets you in the game. And he's mm. like, well, you can see why he's got to that level he is. And out of all the people in that age group, he's probably the one who's achieved the most. It is all about attitude to get to that very highest level. Yeah, it's certainly, certainly very interesting. Um, the one criticism that you possibly could have had for Liverpool yesterday, and we've touched on it already, they should have put the game to bed way, way earlier than they did. I know they were quite unlucky, but should have finished their chances, Ian. Well, that's, as I said before, that's kind of been the case. And Klopp said this himself. There's been loads of games uh, this season where Liverpool have wasted so many chances and made life difficult for themselves at the end. And that seems a bit crazy to say that when you've got Firmino, Salah and, and Mane. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Firmino hasn't scored at Anfield since last April, wasn't it, against Tottenham? Yeah. What a finish that exactly, was, by yeah, the way. Exactly, his goal is coming. His goal is coming. He, and he, has, what was it? he got five in the previous six, and because mm-hmm. he obviously scored yeah. the winner at Tottenham, etc., etc. So, you know, Salah, it's interesting. How many goals has he scored now this season? It's probably Salah, more than you think, isn't it? On, yeah, 15 or 16. 15, yeah, yeah, it's more than you think. He almost joined top yeah, scorer and he scored yeah. more winning goals for Liverpool, as in like the winner. As, yeah, or, the, yeah, or first than goals. anybody else. Yeah, because that's, so, that's why he stays on. That's yeah. why... I mean, we were talking about this in the office it's before. Moment, about, hasn't he? Yeah, that's why he, he ends. He's the, probably the one that gets substituted less than, than or fewer times than any of the other front two. For example, Mane and Firmino both went off. Yeah. And it, was it Origi and mm. who came on? Lallana. Lallana was already on, wasn't he? Fabinho. Fabinho. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Fabinho yeah. came on. But Salah stays on because he knows that he's got that in him. He has that moment. And okay, he struggled a little bit up against Luke Shaw. They played the three 
uh, across the back United, and he was uh, Luke Shaw was on the the left hand side of the, the the three, and the referee Craig Pawson didn't give Salah much protection. There was a bit of a you know he had a bit of a set to didn't he? Uh, Shaw was after well, him Shaw all the way. Literally rugby tackled yeah. him. On one of yeah, well, he got, he? well the, he got booked in the end, and that was just through Salah just sticking with it, and that booking then meant that I think another United player then had to pick up Salah. And then he gets the space, and he's because you know, obviously this changes. He's playing off the last defender, and he gets the goal in the end because he's he's got that in him, and that's why I think we've mentioned you know the likes of Van Dijk, Liverpool taking for not Liverpool taking for granted, but perhaps people a little bit because yeah. he's so he's so good. It's almost like the people are taking Liverpool in general for granted. But Salah, is, you know, the crowd were I wouldn't say they're on his back, but they were a little bit disappointed with his finish when he missed that chance at the start of the second half. Yeah. yeah, because they were so desperate for the goal, but. Yeah, that's why his celebration was like it was at the end because it was a massive relief for him because he scored against practically everybody and now he scored against Manchester United. Well, he did say goal. afterwards when he yeah. missed that chance, he thought, oh, it's going to be another day where I don't score against Man United, but obviously he prepared well, always keeps at it, has that moment, has that goal. Mm. And that's just it, isn't it? That's it with him. Um, Theo, I just want to touch on how rubbish Man United are <laughs> right now. <laughs> because, yeah, they had a little chance, but... Is <laughs> all I can say? <laughs> <laughs> Would you take anyone from that team? No, no, not at all. I'd take Rashford when he, but he wasn't playing. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Well, that's just maybe Marshall actually. To be fair, no, I think, I, I I think Marshall. He'd be a I good think De Gea would be good reserve keeper. For yeah, the I, I think Marshall. <laughs> as much as we under, like Adrian, I think De Gea might be better than Adrian. Possibly. I think Marshall under a better manager, and under better managers throughout his career, would be far better than than what he's doing now. But the point remains, isn't it? No, they were. Yeah. They're, they're horrendous. Well, they're what, to be honest. Thirty points behind now. Mm. We're in January. Gerard Hudeli really? got <laughs> sacked for being thirty points behind in qualifying for the Champions League behind yeah. Arsenal's Invincibles. It was always you don't want to be thirty points behind. Granted, when the Premier League was a little more competitive, when you're on less points, Liverpool weren't quite so magnificent. <laughs> they're just not very good. No. Like they set up with five at the back, like we've said, with Luke Shaw as a centre back. They're going to park the bus. You knew that straight away. And it was what Dan James up front, like they did at Old Trafford, because they got lucky to get a draw there. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thinks he's got this master plan that can stop Liverpool just by oh, get as many men behind the ball as possible and then lump it long to the fast players. But Liverpool are the ones who lump it long. They're the ones who play direct. It's just they're not nice to watch. Just got, Fred, Fred, Fred did better second half. I thought Fred did better second half. He had about five good minutes and everyone raving. They've got a I'm team. Raving. Of, I'm just saying he no, did better in not, the second half. But every they've got a team full of studs, haven't they? They just they're players. Pereira and Lingard, I don't know he didn't play, but you know, I just think, I just well, find got more assists yeah, yeah, exactly. Alisson has got more assists this season Stratford. than Lingard. I can't yeah. believe Matic is only 31. They've just got a team full of Maguire, absolute studs. Not worth his money. Ma- just, nah. Maguire, but anyone could see that coming. I'm sorry, but Maguire, good centre half. Yeah. And yeah, because he, yeah. he was English, they needed a centre half. And, and, he, and he was a leader for Leicester. But because Liverpool had gone out and spent 75 on, on Van Dijk, Leicester just went, there's your benchmark, beat it. And United had to. And and, and when, you're, when you're chasing, you get desperate, don't you? And make yeah. desperate decisions. And, well, we've and seen was, it. We've yeah, seen it Liverpool. We've seen it with Liverpool. Yeah. Loads yeah, and loads, loads and loads of times. times. So, so they, they went out there. It, it must be, you know, this must be what it was like for them, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when, when Liverpool used to turn up at Old Trafford and they must have thought, God, they've got some bad players. Did, uh, did we all <laughs> enjoy the Widges, Meg? Oh my god! Oh, no, did I? <laughs> <laughs> but Lindelof plays every week. Lindelof plays alongside him every week. It's just like he Not wouldn't. All four Liverpool people had to go at, at Lovren. All four Liverpool centre halves are better than him. All four. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, we're about a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You look yeah. at um, Maguire's the one they brought in. 
but Leicester, alongside him, they had Johnny Evans. I've always thought Johnny Evans is a decent centre. United let him go over many yeah. years ago when they're actually a good team. Just what are they building? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But you mentioned there, Theo, Solskjaer had this grand plan to kind of sit back and get everyone behind the ball. But actually, Ian, Liverpool have worked out how to play every single team, every type of team, mm. every setup. They break everything down. Even there, you get my point. A, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean. But then that, you spin that round. What can anybody do to stop Against Liverpool? Them, yeah. Which is precisely why they are so far clear at the top in the knockout stage of the Champions League in the you know, FA Cup fourth round. And it took, in the in the League Cup, it took playing basically the under-18s team to, to, to lose that, to get knocked out of that. I just think this, this, this goes back to what I was saying and it about... it still was pretty yeah, spirited yeah, performance. Exactly, yeah, off it, yeah. yeah. It goes back to what I was saying before about they've just demoralised everybody. Because there are weaknesses. There's weaknesses in every team. And we watch, well, I watch Liverpool all the time. And I could tell you right now where they are. I'm not going to say them here. But you can say, you can say, <laughs> you can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's weird. This is. You can say what you want. We've got analysing Anfield. Now, now, after the game at Tottenham, in that Klopp does his, you know, what we know is his breakout to Reese, because the game's on a Saturday. He speaks to the national newspapers for the Monday morning. I'm part of that. And. Somebody, well, I won't say who it was, asked the question basically. Not saying much in this podcast, are you? Yeah, don't give uh, me much yeah, away. Yeah, it uh, said basically asked asked Jurgen Klopp, um, "Is there anything that you can tell us about your team? Because you know we just keep on writing all the time about Liverpool winning, and we're running out of things to say. So, is there anything that you want to tell us that, that you do differently in this, that, and the other?" And Klopp's like, "No, why would I do that?" He says, "If you're going to ask me that question, I'm the last person who'd tell you that." So, yeah, going back, Liverpool have got weaknesses, and I think teams have spotted them. You no, know, Solskjaer would have spotted them. There are gaps to exploit, but it's the fact that Liverpool react also quicker than any other team. If they see, and that comes from the manager the and, the, and the coaching is, staff, yeah. yeah. If they see, oh, hang on, right, something's going a little bit wrong here, they'll change it. Think of the game against Everton that they won 5 2, it was 4 1 just before half time, mm. and Klopp was desperate for them to get in because he spotted something and wanted to change it. Everton scored to make it 4 2, and that changed the game slightly. And again, he's literally just on the exact point. As soon as Liverpool came out in that second half, it changed a little bit and they were unbelievable for that first 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, unplayable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so It's also trying to find that space and time and, and you know, if United had spotted a weakness yesterday, they didn't get many chances to exploit it, no. did they? Cause, you also cause need Liverpool, the players to be able yeah. to do it and then if you've got very good players like Liverpool have got who are playing in a very good system mm. for a very good manager and a very good coaching staff at a very good stadium in front of very good fans, then you're going to get a, you're <laughs> going to find it hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find it hard in the opposition. Some very good journalists yes. as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Haven't you got a meeting to go to? <laughs> I think you might hit me. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The point... What all of that means, though, Joe, is that Liverpool are in an excellent position. They are unbelievable play. And Liverpool fans sang yesterday for the first time this season, we're going to win the league. Was this the moment everybody realised it really is here? It felt like the, the moment that people said, right, we can talk about it now. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think, look, I, I myself, you, you've been thinking throughout the season, oh, don't want to tempt fate, don't want to tempt fate. But there's 16 points clear in a game in hand. You know, if they don't win it from here, it will be the, the greatest upset ever. ever. And in they will any have league, to, ever. And, and you look at the, the games that they would have to lose. It would just, <coughs> I mean, it, it's not going to happen. They're going to win the league. And and, a, and if you can't, Liverpool fans should now just enjoy every game now. And, yeah. and, and they should sing what they want, enjoy it, and, and soak it up. Because you're watching... 
perhaps the best team you might see in your lifetime. So just enjoy it. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's all there is to it. They're, they're going to win the league. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. was as close to saying it as he could be, because obviously he doesn't want to, by saying we can't join that party yet when he was doing his mm-hmm. post-match yet. Because mm-hmm. he knows they've got to stay focused on the games, but he's not silly. With a lead like that, it's pretty much almost in the bag, isn't it? And the next run as well. And yeah. if you can get through City and who Tottenham and Leicester have all got to play. I know you've got it written down there. So well, I'll you mentioned it. it, so you go ahead. <laughs> well, Liverpool have got this game in hand against West Ham, don't they? So they play Wolves, they've got the FA Cup game. Then West Ham, Southampton, West Ham. Norwich. Um, so they could easily be, what, 19 points clear heading into February. In the first games, you know, the weekend of February, Liverpool hosts Southampton. The lunchtime game is Leicester against Chelsea. Yeah. And then it's Tottenham Man City on the Sunday. Well, that could be another time where the two closest rivals have dropped points and you'd expect Liverpool to pick up maximum points on this run just because when you haven't been expecting to pick up maximum points, they still do. Yeah. So you're going into February and you're looking at plus 20. Teams don't get that back. The thing is, though, Liverpool will drop points and they won't finish the season. And, and now <coughs> You can bring this back if they do. 20 points clear. I they'll, just don't, they'll also get they'll, beat. They'll, they'll get beat. I think they'll get yeah, beat. Yeah, I think they'll get yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, matter, does it? Matter. It doesn't no. matter. We said this last year about Man City, that when they're in that insane winning run, they're going to drop points at some point, and they didn't. But no. Liverpool didn't team. Well, it's true, but but then at the same time, Law of Averages says they, they will drop uh, points. Yeah, they, will, and, uh, they will get beaten at some point. Sean happen. was next to me yesterday, sweating away when, when United were having a bit of pressure. Who's asked? At the end of the day, if United score here. Can we say that? No, he just asked. And Connor swore in the last one, didn't he? So When? You did. You did, actually. I heard about you this. You used the P word. Yeah. I listened. I heard it. Well, I'm very sorry um, to all our Middle Eastern fans yeah. who wouldn't have heard that podcast. Yeah. yeah. But I they, wasn't they, it, so it was they won't be aiming this one either. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't apologise there. But, but it was like, it was bothered. At the end of the day, if Liverpool had dropped two points yesterday, yeah. carry on. It doesn't matter. I think uh, Andy Robertson spoke after the game, and I think he said that he, part of the reason that Liverpool fans were singing that because it was United at the other end, yeah, and yeah. They just and obviously United fans have been kept behind, and they were it just felt like, just bigger because it was United. Yeah. Smashing out with thirty points clear, United now. That's, that's it. I felt. Well, I don't think. I, I think we'll finish above United. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I think. Can they actually finish below United now? I don't no, Nor- the Norwich, Norwich can't the catch them. Norwich are the only ones that uh, can't catch them. Yeah, yeah. I say only ones. There's still the 16 games to go. <laughs> yeah, but still. Yeah, it felt bigger minutes. because of the, the the style, didn't it? As well, the one nil up. United did have a little bit of pressure, and and then to score with virtually the last kick of the game, um, it just felt like any hope that anyone anywhere as mad as that person might be, had of Liverpool dropping points, it was gone. And, and um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's, it's in the bag. The other Everyone's thing is you saw, the, you saw the United players at the final whistle and some of them were on the floor when the yeah. second goal goes in and you can tell they are absolutely desperate. They're not daft. They probably think Liverpool are going to win the league. But they wanted to be the first. They wanted to be the first ones mm. to say, "Look, we oh well, basically get a draw and say, hi, you didn't beat us this yeah, season, yeah. or beat them in the you know the first team to beat them." Because mm. there's going to be that. That's something that Liverpool have to yeah, contend with over the that. next couple. Yeah, which well, I know we'll get onto Wolves in a bit, but I think they they particularly will have a very big axe to grind with Liverpool. And that's it. And I know we obviously mentioned Liverpool are going to get beaten this season, but like the point is, the longer they go unbeaten, the more they get winning games, the more pressure. Because every team is going to treat a Liverpool game. Like a cup final now. Yeah. I, still, yeah. I still hate that though. It's, it's, it's just a. You hate what? I hate, I hate the fact that this unbeaten thing is, is being talked about because it almost. Let's just stop talking about but, it. Then. But, 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 but this the, is this, the issue. You, people. I, I read something yesterday saying like Arsenal will want to do it because they'll want to stop the. You know, Man City will. And now it'll be like, oh yeah, but you didn't go unbeaten. 
no one's don't no one cares. Like honestly, don't care if they lose every game between now and the end of the season as long as they win the title. Doesn't matter. And and going unbeaten, it's just so what? You know, Only two teams have done it. It's not as though yeah, it's a regular yeah. occurrence. And, and even though Arsenal one of did them it, I wasn't in the life for. Yeah. It was that long ago. Yeah. And Liverpool have already won more games than them anyway. Season's yeah. half as long. Yeah. Even though yeah. Arsenal did it as well, would you say that Arsenal Invincibles team was better than Man City's two years ago? No, no, no it wasn't. They're not better than the Liverpool team so, now. No. So, no so they drew so a lot of games, didn't they? It Paul? doesn't. It doesn't. That you know. It's still, it's still unbelievable that they went the entire season oh, yeah. unbeaten. I mean, let's be honest. In terms of Liverpool season, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't. Just want it. This gets to that point where when you win it, if you still haven't lost, you can say, "Fine, that's the next aim, isn't it? To go unbeaten or to win Champions League, FA Cup, if you're still in it as well." But at the moment, the Paul fans have waited so long to win the league, and they've got such a lead now. Why does it matter if they lose two games and win it by ten points, no. whatever, Doesn't compared to sixteen? Just enjoy it every single moment. Um, somebody else that seems to be enjoying his time a little bit further south in South Wales. Rian Brewster scored mm. his first. Professional senior goal, um, lovely team move, lovely finish. Great to see. It is because he's obviously somebody who Liverpool still got high hopes for. I think it's interesting because I think this season Klopp probably thought he was going to play, and probably Brewster probably thought he was going to play a little bit more than he has done. Mm. But for whatever reason, the front three haven't been injured, or that the, the, when the opportunity presented itself, he's not either not quite been ready, or he's had a few you know, niggles, or say for example the Everton game in the FA Cup, you thought that would have been one where he'd play. And he, he didn't, did he? Did he come on? No, he started, didn't he? he came on against Everton. Yeah, did he come on against Everton? Yeah. Of course he came on, didn't he? Because yeah. Klopp, yeah. That's probably one where he thought he was going to be starting, let's be honest. But Liverpool signed Minamino. Elliot's the one who's come through and he's taken a place. Jones is Jones, yeah. Jones. So these players have come in and um, they've done the business where perhaps Brewster hasn't been able to. And I think people forget that that injury just set him back. He was out for a bit more than a year. But it's also going to take another year on top of that for him to get back. Um, at that stage of your career, you've missed out on all that development. This is the problem, for example, Ross Barkley had at Everton mm. when he broke his leg. It took him a very long time to get over it because he didn't just miss the seat, the year that it's he was out. But it's the, that stage where the others get ahead of him, as we yeah. have seen, say, with Elias and Jones. So going and playing regular football for a decent team in the Championship, we all know he can play. Well, they're up into the uh, promotion places now. Yeah, Swansea, exactly, so. yeah. So, you know, and for them to actually put their faith in him, because they've had to move. What happened to them? Did, did they lose somebody? Or yeah, striker went back. Back on. Was it Sam Gallagher? Somebody. Somebody went back. Basically, yeah. So that's why they moved for him. And of course, he's he's, he's working with somebody who worked with when for England the World Cup. World Cup. Step, yeah, yeah. The Players here he knows yeah, as well. Exactly. Like a yeah. yeah. So it's all set up for him. We know he can do it. It's just a matter of him actually proving that he can do it. Because you know, as we just say, that's his first ever professional goal as a footballer and this is somebody who we've been speaking about for more than two years that could be the next big thing at Liverpool he's been the victim of Liverpool's success hasn't he like if Liverpool were in United's position he'd have had opportunities like look at it yesterday Mason Greenwood they need a goal he was who they turned to thrown off the bench Rashford's now going to be out for six weeks Greenwood's <coughs> again going to be who they turn to Greenwood is very good though he is very, good, very good but it, without the injury so Brewster Brewster. could be like that yeah he's so, quick he He's in the right places, he's clever, he's a good footballer, he's a very good well, footballer. Same with Greenwood, has, Greenwood's done it, hasn't he? He's already shown that he yeah, can do that's it. That's because he's not had the injury to come back well, from. Well, that's exactly, that's the point I'm talking exactly. about. He's make, also yeah. had the opportunities. I, I think Brewster just needs goals, doesn't he? And I think for someone who's such a good goal scorer at youth level, he just needs to start in the back of the net more regularly again, build up his confidence and come back to Liverpool and believe that he can make an impact. And he's made a decent start, hasn't he? Yeah, well, before we move on to the Wolves, and as we're talking about the youth, worth mentioning that the Liverpool under-18s are currently second in the under-18s Premier League. Mm. They've got two games in hand on City, and if they win both of those, <laughs> they'll go top. Well, they go joint top, won't they? I think they'll be points, top goal yeah. So, 
but, top. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, just that, being top. Well, that, 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 glass is always half empty. Isn't it? <laughs> My just, glass I'm is just, always I'm, three I'm just, I'm, just de- I'm just dealing in the you know in absolutes like facts. Yeah. Apologise so for that. Fact, I mean, they will be top. Yeah, but they if it, the season ends then they will not win it because Man City would win it on goal difference. No, Liverpool win the goal difference. No, I thought it was City. No, Liverpool. You sure? Goal difference. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Look, just before we get okay, in. sound. There you go. <laughs> I'm not dealing in facts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's credit. So there, that's credit to the work you know that Barry Lutus. I mean, I mean the. Liverpool obviously through to the Champions League knockout stage, but the, the under-19s got got through to the um, the UEFA Youth League knockout stage. Mm. They won't find out with the play, and I think they play next month. They won't find out with the play until the playoff round of those who finish runners-up. Then they'll know where they're going to be playing. But you know, this that that's a competition where Curtis Jones is still playing in that, yeah. and he's scoring the FA Cup. And Curtis Jones is probably the best player playing in, in the, the UEFA league. Youth League this yeah. season, and he could still play for. I think he didn't can't play in the youth cup. Sorry, but he can't play for the under eighteens. But he's playing for the under nineteens. But you're saying it's an example of you know there's a lot of talent coming through. As always with these things, they won't all make it at of Liverpool. Course, in fact, yeah. very few of them will. But the gi- remains, Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool are giving them a great opportunity, and they've all made the professional debuts now, pretty much, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool, are, Liverpool are giving them a, a great opportunity, and it's an example of how, from top to bottom, Liverpool have this kind of ethos everybody plays kind of the same way they know the formation they know the style of play that they want because they're building it so that the players coming through have the best possible opportunity to actually make an impact when they're then playing in the first team which as I say we've seen with Elliot we've seen with Jones we've seen with Nico Williams we've seen with Yasser Larucci against Everton these are all players who certainly a lot of them this time last year Liverpool I was at a in fact it's this week Liverpool played a Premier League on Cup under-18 game quarter-final against United and playing in that was Brandon Williams was playing right back for United and Greenwood scored twice for United with 2-0 down and then won 3-2 because Morgan Boys got sent off and oh, that was, was a crazy yeah, game yeah. was yeah. that one with a really bad tackle in the last minute yes and the player had to go off mm-hmm. you know, got taken to hospital so Liverpool as I say in the end, it may end up saving them an absolute fortune if the likes of Jones, the likes of Williams and the likes of Brewster. You know, there's more than one way of getting into the Liverpool first team. I think Gorsi wrote a story on it yeah. last yeah. week. Uh, you can go out on loan like Brewster has. You can stick around. Klopp said that sometimes staying is better than desperately wanting to go out on loan. Like Jones and Williams and, and Elliot have proven that. Mm. So, yeah, it's all looking good, not just for now, but also for the future at the club. Yeah, that's the point. And before we move on to Wolves, Joe, it is the fact these youngsters have got a chance. They put themselves in with a chance to play for Liverpool's first team. And it's just an incredible indictment of where Liverpool are right now. Yeah, I, I think the academy's been quite understated. Um, you mm. know, I think there was a time when there was a big clamour for, it was always the next Gerard and, Gerard and Carragher. And there was there was a little while there, it was like, you know, everyone who came through, Rossiter came through, it was like, next Gerard, and, and people were desperate for, for someone to, to come through. And, and quietly they've actually produced a whole host of really good quality players and whether they make it at Liverpool or elsewhere, they'll all have good careers. So, yeah, I think I think the work done at the academy by Alex Inglethorpe, Neil Critchley, um, Barry Lucas, it's just been incredible. And v- Vita Matos as well, since he's, since he's around, yeah. he's helped yeah, with yeah, the progress of yeah. getting players Elite from the academy through to the first team. And of course, all of that will be so much easier next year when they all, well, sorry, this summer, when they all move up to Kirby and then the first team and the academy are all on the same base and you think club about, can have a better look at what's around. When's the last time Liverpool as a whole club were this well-oiled? You know, you think even when they had to go at the title under Benitez, 
Yeah, the academy yeah, wasn't a good place. No, there was always yeah. things happening. Coaches, didn't yeah. They? yeah, and then before that, again, it was there was a disconnect. Hule wasn't perhaps giving youngsters as many opportunities. But now... Well, who's that down to? FSG, FSG. for appointing the right people. Yeah. And, and then also trusting the people who they've appointed to then appoint the right people. Mm. So... That's like what, a special podcast coming on yeah. here, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very impressive, though, isn't it? It's very, it very is. impressive. Exactly, yeah. Um, we'll move on to Wolves because we need to move on at some point rather than eulogising about how incredible Liverpool are on every level of the club. Um, they concede, to put it blankly for you. Yeah, they conceded two at the weekend, 2 0 down. Still got it back to win 3 2. But Wolves are, I think, strugg- not struggling, but they're the normal team in Europa League for the first time in however long. Uh, trying to spin as many plates as possible, make mistakes. They've got some good players on them, but they've always had just this good 11, 12, 13, and they don't really have that depth. So they're going to make mistakes, they're going to get tired. And as long as you pretty much stop Adama Traore, you're going to stop Wolves. Uh, Southampton did not stop Adama Traore. They lost 3-2. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Liverpool going to Molyneux Thursday. Mm. Um, but Wolves, again, you, we spoke before this podcast started, you think Wolves' home record would be really good. You imagine that would be the case, but it's not really, is it? It's, I think was it, they've only won one of the last four, but to be fair, at home, to be fair, that was against Man City. It was, but... Yeah, but yeah. I like Wolves, actually. The Wolves. The, the Wolves, Wolves yeah. I do, I, do, I do like them. I think they got... Uh, I like Nuno, although he's a bit of a misery guts, certainly with the press anyway. Um, Maybe that's just because of you. No, it wasn't me. It was he, he absolutely tore into it. somebody who was basically on work experience when Liverpool won two 0 there last year. It was a little bit, a little bit harsh. I thought. Um, anyway, yeah, Wolves. I, th- <laughs> I think it's funny that game last year. Liverpool won two 0 just before Christmas on the Friday. I thought Wolves played really well, but they didn't have anyone to score the goals. And that and Jimenez was playing up front. I thought he's never, you know, he's never gonna. Jim and then Ennis. since and si- yeah, Jim Ennis, yeah. And si- since then he's got about thirty odd goals, hasn't he? Mm. Been ridiculous. He's been so good, and I think. Take Theo's point, but I think the squad's a little bit stronger than perhaps Theo's made out there. I think they do have one or two youngsters. That Neto's only 19, the, the, the guy who did the famous, infamous celebration yeah. for the VAR mm. goal. And funny enough, because that game, the turnaround of these games is it's like about a month, less than a month, that'll be, all be fresh in Wolves' minds. And I think it's going to be really difficult for Liverpool because they, forget that Liverpool are top of the league and all this kind of stuff, they'll be absolutely desperate to get one over Liverpool because they'll be thinking we should have won, got something out of that game. In the same way, the last game of last season when Liverpool won 2-0, when obviously City won the league, Wolves had loads of chances. They just didn't put them away because Liverpool's heads weren't quite all out in the second mm. half. So I think they'll be thinking, we owe them one here. And I think it's going to be... if um, something goes to VAR as well, because they absolutely hate VAR, don't they? Yeah, they mm. hate VAR. Had it in like, the FA Cup. There's so many. I think they're one of the few teams that haven't scored a goal from it. It hasn't gone their way. And there's so many that have just gone against them. Like Both instances at Anfield. Um, they had one in the FA Cup game against United. Just keeps on going. So... They are gonna be a. They will be the bite. They'll yeah. be right up for it, won't they? <laughs> Do you see this being a really tough game, Joe? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think it, it doesn't help Liverpool. That it's an evening game. I think they I think can do the light show. Yeah, they I love a the light show. The they, they, they do a better one than anyone else, by the way. I've been to quite a few yeah. of them this season. Theirs is very good. And the the, the recent one at Anfield, even though the, the decisions all proved to be correct, they'll they'll have this sense of injustice. Well, I think their fans will be up for it. They've also got a player called Vinegar. She passed me by this season. Vinegar? They've got a player called Vinegar. not pronounced Vinegar, is he? Well, <laughs> I doubt it, but... He was good. He was yeah. good at Anfield. He's very yeah. good. See, he's, see, there's another... It is very good on chips, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Crack on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. But, I mean, off the walls, as we've already spoken about, you've got West Ham, you've got Southampton, you've got Norwich. They all feel very winnable. It's one game at a time, Connor. I'm only looking at Wolves. Uh, I, 
this is not for us to say. It is, it is winding up. Podcast after cross. It's not for us. Enjoy it. We are there to make comment. We are not the players. We are not the manager. Enjoy it. Love it. We're going to win the league. Just love it. No. Connor's very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it when it's done. The whole wanted game at a time thing. I, you can look at runs, can't you? In the next run. Well, I think on the slide, it's it's slightly tougher. West Ham seems to be. It's just not a place I have oh, happy memories. Of. It, yeah, I know. But, but they seem to drag. They 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 were naff. Good word. And they seem that's, to that's make everyone dreadful. else. That's one of the worst yeah. words ever. But they seem to make <laughs> everyone else naff too, don't they? They drag you down, West Ham. So but I, I, I them four 0 a couple of years there ago. Was four there. One, um, there was a four one. There was a four. That was the opening day of the season, yeah. wasn't it? There was a, um, I'm thinking no, of the um, was it no, the orange shirt? There was a four nil when they were trying to was the three nil. There was a four one when there was the orange shirt one. I've forgotten all these. Then there was one one last season yeah. with, uh, with the most offside. I just feel like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just because the one nil pushes I think to be fair, I would I may be slightly facetious there. I mean, if you look at the the five games that you were mentioning, Tottenham away, United away, a home, and then these three. If Liverpool get twelve points from that, then that's a very good. Yeah, seems the results, and they've already got six. Well, I think I remember saying at the start of January, if they come out of January with their lead still intact, mm. and instead it's gotten larger. Got, yeah. So, yeah. so it's just remarkable. Yeah. They won't start dropping points till the Champions League's back underway. When you've got to balance that out. But at the moment, when they've just been allowed to focus on the Premier League. But if they're that far ahead in the in the Premier League, they won't be able to focus on the Champions, the Champions League. League. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it could work both ways. Could be very exciting. Well. Let's pick a team for Wolves. Um, obviously, got a game Thursday, got a game Sunday. Mm-hmm. Might possibly be two different changes. elements. Yeah, it's only the FA Youth Cup Sunday anyway, isn't it? The Joe Thomas it? derby, though, because no, then we've got the FA Youth Cup and the FA FA uh, the FA Youth Youth the Cup FA, FA. No. or the Youth FA Youth Cup. You love the FA Cup, don't you? The magic yeah, of the FA Cup. The magic. <laughs> the magic. The magic. It's magic. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to cross Joe Thomas on Sunday. Um, podcast special in the, yeah. the nicest man yeah. in journalism and you're vowing to destroy his life for a very small period of time just for 90 minutes yeah and, and a little bit afterwards when he feels sad the thing is he'd probably make you a brew afterwards as well yeah. that's, that's how nice he is yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway Alisson starts in goal yeah, yeah. don't see the uh, in the back five don't see the point change uh, the uh, whole team no, 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 the, no, the, the think, back. Think, oh, the back. Think, oh, yeah, the back five. The defence will stay the same, unless no. In fact, it's not. It's staying the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because of what the game's after. Yeah, you don't need to change. And it. the clean sheets in a row. It's settled. Mm. It's good. It's no point changing. Mm. Um, okay. I think. Well, midfield. Midfield. I think fabulous Eno's back in. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I wouldn't. Isles. Okay. Well, let's. Who, who's your midfield then? I think. I don't know. The problem is they'll. they'll, they'll Okay, Fabinho's definitely playing. Yeah, I think one of Henderson or Van Elden won't play. Okay, I pick think which I'd because you probably. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I will probably take out Henderson, <laughs> give him a bit of a rest, and I'm assuming that Milner and Cater won't be ready for this one. No, so not back in training yet, are they? In which case, I would let the Alexander Angry Oxley Chamberlain play. Okay. You're not playing Fabinho, for you? I wouldn't play him. Um, just because I'd imagine that Henderson and Wijnaldum are going to get the weekend off. So you might as well play them in that. Fabinho can start in that one. There's no point rushing him back. He's had a long spell on the sidelines and have been great without him. They're going to be great when he's back in. Let him take his time. Um, but I wouldn't keep the midfield the same. I'd have Lallana in ahead of Oxlade-Chamberlain. And Joe? I agree with my best friend, Ian Dot. You would? Yeah, well, do you know what? Actually, I, yeah, yeah, I, I do friend. too. Yeah. 
I think resting Henderson's probably a good idea. Business so he's just got his work rate's incredible. Because it isn't just about the game that's coming, it's about all the games that it's have been after, as well. Yeah. And I know okay, I know they have, they've had two midweeks where they've not played, but Tottenham and United were pretty intense yeah. games. And, and they might run in both of those two, yeah. <laughs> one of them has size break. And Alden doesn't miss games, does he really? So you think Fabinho and Alden I would play. Mm. I would play the Oxford Chamberlain because <laughs> He has got a point. The Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. The Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, I was going to call him the Ox, and then I realised you hated Ox. Mm. So I, I think the Oxlade Chamberlain could be the Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'd accept the Oxlade Chamberlain. The Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, the one, the only. Yeah. Front three. Mm. I'm still sticking with the front three. I, he does like a goal against Wolves. He does, and I also think Manamano is going to be getting a game or two soon. Yeah, he might play against West Ham. I think Minamino might be coming in for this. I would put Origi in. Before though. Marseille. It's difficult. No, no, because it's difficult, isn't it, with it, with any of the front three? You say these things and then think about it. And go, well, <laughs> actually, who'd you take out? Mane, perhaps. Because he's looking a little. Tired but then he came off at the weekend. But then he, you know, it's right at the end that wasn't. Yeah. It? Firmino came off as well. That's yeah. Start for me, no, because he just scores in the away games at the moment. It's two away league games back to back, isn't it? So he can start. He'll score. So for me, you know, Salah, and I'm going to put Origi in. Give I'm sticking with the normal front three. I'm going with Joe, my, my not best friend, because he's chosen Ian as his best friend. But yeah. I think Joe <laughs> might be your favourite. You don't, think, do you think? I think he might play. I think he'll blood him in the Premier League. I think before Minamino, the weekend comes, yeah. he'll definitely play against Shrewsbury. Minamino. I think he's definitely playing against West Ham if he doesn't but get injured I, against Shrewsbury. I think. I think he's going to play against Wolves. But hey, there you go. We're on the management. Hashtag Wolves. Hashtag the Wolves. Bring on the Wolves. <laughs> Bring on the wall. Uh, score predictions. Um. I'm going to go crazy, and I'm going to say two all. Oof. That'd be an exciting game. Oh, with all the goals scored in the first half, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go crazy, I'm going to say one all. One, one. one yeah. uh, just say three all, just to, just to complete the set. <laughs> two nil. I agree, two nil. I think Liverpool are in just such a good place. I think, obviously, discussed with his home record. I just think... I just don't see them get beaten. I don't see them drawing. And Southampton can get a 2-0 lead. Liverpool can get a 2-0 lead. And they won't relinquish it. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty stupid, but the only reason I'm saying a draw is just... I've like convinced myself that the law of averages means they have to drop points, despite all the evidence pointing the opposite way. But I did that for Tottenham. Though. Someone's mm. out of the way for the no, next I, six I weeks. I think this yeah. is going to be a very difficult game. I think it's, it's a genuinely full. Mm. The crowd, the, as you say, a night game. The fact it probably won't be very warm. I don't know what that's going to do with anything, but it'll just yeah, make, make, it diff- make, weather, make, make it more difficult for me. You'll anyway. tell us, won't you? Yeah, I'll tell you, don't we? <laughs> yeah. A very cold welcome. The very exactly. first thing you yeah. tell us. No, is how cold that's, everyone's going to have a trademark. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, it doesn't really matter at this point, does it? I mean, what? Well, it's cold. They need to. <laughs> great if they win. Doesn't matter if they draw. They can lose the next six They're games. They're in an incredible still, position. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And. Should I we just give them a month one. off? They'll still be in there. I'm stupidly excited. Neil Jones, before we finish, Neil Jones sent a message before basically saying, I shared it with Connor, basically saying if all of Liverpool's goals since the win over Everton in the in the league were disallowed, Liverpool would still be unbeaten and still be top. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, what a perfect ending. We'll be back on Friday where we are hopefully discussing a Wolves win. And a a Wolves win? We don't want to discuss a win, win, over, win. win over Wolves. A win, at, a win at Wolves. We'll hope we discuss some win at Wolves. I'm sure we will. Anyway, Liverpool in a fantastic position. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Blood Break Podcast, and you've been lovely. All the best. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.